Hello and welcome back to Beyond Survival, the new teacher podcast. My name is Jamie Tom. Today is this week's episode of Teacher Talks. And what I'm going to focus on in this 15 minute talk is what I'm going to call the teacher circle of influence. I'll come on to that in about 30 seconds or so. The first thing I wanted to do is just apologise because there has been a four week gap where there has been literally no episodes of the podcast whatsoever. And I guess linking into the the theme of this talk, I'll explain that for a couple of reasons, really. First of all, um, a number of of, um, my my children having illnesses, my wife not being very well, um, and then probably my own struggle, I think, to manage with with a little bit too much on my own plate in terms of managing um, teaching job, I run an English PGD and things like that. So without going into that in a in a huge amount of detail, I have been quite open and transparent on the show before about struggling a little bit sometimes with my own um, anxiety levels and well-being and related to that. I was thinking through in terms of what, what do I really want to use this this podcast for? What's really important to me? And there are a number of different strands of that, but I think that that notion of teacher well-being and teachers sustaining themselves in the profession is a really, really big one for me. So what I want to talk about today is something that's been really important for me in terms of managing my own well-being. And I guess in the last month, has been really important in terms of working through you know, a period of time where I am a little, feeling a little bit overwhelmed and having a little bit too much on. So what I'm going to talk about is one of Stephen R. Coley's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Now, just to give you a bit of context on this book. So this book came out about 30 years ago. And since then, it's kind of been one of the most successful business, self-help, self-management books in the world. It sold over 40 million copies. And it's broken down into seven habits that highly effective people have. And it's fantastic. I can't recommend it highly enough. Now, he starts with habit number one. And habit number one is to be proactive. And it's about focusing and acting on what you can control and influence instead of what you can't control. And he talks about it in terms of what he calls the circle of influence. Now, the circle of influence is basically what is within our circle of control. And he also mentions another circle, which he calls the circle of concern. Now, the circle of concern are things that are out with our control, the things that we might be concerned about, hence the name, but we cannot control, shape, or influence. And what proactive people do is they focus on the circle of influence rather than the circle of concern. And if you do focus on that circle of influence with that positive, proactive energy, what happens is the circle of influence gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And the circle of concern gets smaller. So what is within our teacher 
circle of influence. Now, there are lots of elements that we could fit into that circle of influence. And what I find to be a really helpful thing to do is whenever I am feeling fairly overwhelmed with something, I will draw, literally draw a circle. And I'll write down all the things within that circle that I can shape, that I can influence, that I can control. And I'll write that out with that circle the things that I can't control, the things that I can't shape. And what I'd like to use the next 10 minutes or so to focus in a little bit on are two aspects of the circle of influence, which is our management of our own well-being and our management of relationships. So I'll start by looking at that concept of well-being through the circle of influence. So what are the things related to well-being that we have direct control over? Now, before we get to that, there's plenty that we don't have control over that might influence our well-being. Lots and lots of things, particularly when we're working as teachers. Now, the first thing I'd like to suggest that is within that scope of our circle of influence is our practical organisation is actually making sure that we are doing everything to shape and control that organization. Now, if my wife could hear this now, I'm sure she would be laughing away to herself because I know that my individual organization really isn't my, one of my strong points. But by organization and the control we have of it, that's about that strategic planning. And I always find that whenever I am experiencing a little bit more of heightened anxiety, that my ability to look strategically and to plan strategically and to think ahead and to think of pinpoints where I will be more pressurized and I will have more on becomes less and less influential. And instead, I become really reactive rather than proactive. And I lose that ability to think long term. So it's finding the tools. And again, I'm not going to be patronizing here, but it's finding the tools that help you to be as organized as possible and to plan as proactively as possible for the future. The second thing that's going to shape and control our well-being that's within that circle of influence is actually the application of the tools that we know help and support us to be the best version of ourselves. And I always think there's a misdemeanor about well-being because I think it's actually a really challenging thing to make sure you are as resilient and as well as you possibly can be. And it does require a little bit of discipline and a little bit of prioritization. For me, those, those tools are, are, are very similar. And I've talked about them on the, the podcast before. So running is a massive one for me. Because that, that exercise helps to lower, and it's like the world's greatest antidepressant, it helps to lower those anxiety levels. And it helps me to present a version of myself, and it is always a version, a public version that we present of ourselves that is a little bit calmer and a little bit more controlled than perhaps the internal anxious version that might be happening internally. So exercise is an important one for me. Meditation is the other one that for me is a, is a big one. 
It's something I do every single day and something that just helps me to step outside of myself a little bit. And the kind of meditation I do is always something that's focused on 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 others fundamentally. So it's thinking about others, it's thinking about my relationships, um, and that helps me just to stop from becoming a little bit self-absorbed if I am experiencing greater levels of anxiety. So what are your tools, I guess, is the, is the question I'm asking. And what are your tools and are you applying them in a way that helps you to present the best version of yourself in your classroom and in your wider life fundamentally? And can you be more disciplined in applying those tools and making sure you prioritize them? The last point within that circle of influence in relation to well-being is about boundaries. And again, we've had lots of episodes on, on boundaries on the podcast before. And I think it's really important as people at the start of their careers, hopefully looking at teaching as a long-term profession, that some form of boundary setting is applied. And just like the boundaries of a house are completely unique, so every house does have a boundary, but they're unique to that house, your boundaries will be unique to you. My boundaries look really, really different now that I'm a father of two young children to where they were when I was in my mid-twenties teaching in central London. So are you applying those boundaries, I think, is the important thing. I think even if you're a student teacher and you're training to teach, it's still really important that you, you don't see yourself as being completely penetrable to, all, to work at all times, that you actually have a point where you go, that's enough for today. I'm going to come back to this tomorrow when I'm fresher, when I'm rested, and when I'm going to be at a more thoughtful and better to cope with this period. So that's the circle of influence related to well-being. The three things I've talked about there, your ability to be organized, your ability to use the tools that support you best, and the ability to implement boundaries. The second thing that I think in which I like to apply that circle of influence to, is relationships. And I think the more I've read about well-being, the more I've read about you know, thriving and in your professional life and your private life, the more I've realised that actually a real core to that is about the relationships you form and the relationships that are important to you. And the first thing within the circle of influence in regards to relationships is actually just prioritizing those relationships, prioritizing the relationships that matter deeply to us and making sure that we are not becoming the island that sometimes teachers can become and we're drawing from people because that often happens when we're going through stressful experiences. We withdraw, we hunker down and we don't reach out to the people around us who can support us through that period of time. So that's the first one about actually prioritise them. Reach out to people, even if that's just a 15-minute phone call to somebody else throughout the course of the day. What I find if you do that is you are literally, it, it's like a, another form of antidepressant. It really lifts your mood and helps you to feel that little bit more positive about life. It steps you outside of that monologue. 
And I think another one in relation to that is to think more slightly with my teacher hat on. Reaching out to others and thinking about the relationships within the school setting really supports your well-being in the sense of collaboration, in the sense of learning from other people and being able to share brilliant strategies, brilliant ideas, both in your teaching and actually how to get by in the day-to-day of being a professional working in education. So thinking about actually how can I form little communities within my school of people I can collaborate with and people I can share ideas with, of people I can just communicate on a daily basis to support the work I'm doing. So what else is in that circle of influence in relation to relationships? The last one that I think is a a really, really big one is actually just being kind to other people. And I, I feel like I'm always talking about this, but actually when you are kind to other people, there's a reciprocal effect. And that happens at all stages. You know, in the school setting, when you're kind and supportive to other people, people tend to mirror that. In life, when you're kind and supportive to other people, people tend to mirror that as well. And it's just another thing that helps to keep that positivity up, to keep you feeling buoyed and feeling good about the world. And the people you surround yourself with, I think, in that regard, are really, really important. So, very briefly, that's two of the circle of influence philosophies related to well-being and related to relationships. I'll mention a last one, which is just about the notion of, of challenge. And I think November can be a really challenging time to be a teacher and to be working in schools because the weather is a little bit miserable. It feels like a long month. It becomes a real challenge. And the final circle of influence I'd like to mention is just about how we think about that challenge and how we look ahead to the month of November. And we can do that in two strands. We can look at that with that growing sense of kind of negativity or fear or anxiety, or we can look at it in the sense of it's it's a challenge and all challenges are presented to us that we can learn from and that we can grow from. And I've got a bit of an obsession with Ted Lasso at the moment. I've only discovered it a couple of months ago, and my wife and I are very obsessed with it. And there was this quotation the other day that I'm going to finish on. So Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso sorry, rather, says about taking on a challenge. Taking on a challenge is a lot like riding a horse, isn't it? If you're comfortable while you're doing it, you're probably doing it wrong. And I think it's a nice analogy to apply to teaching because teaching is not always going to present us with things we are comfortable with. But that discomfort and that working through it and that growing from it is part of what I think makes outstanding teachers. So I hope that ramble about a circle of influence has been helpful and supportive for you and I hope it helps to support you through the month of November. As always, if you have found this episode useful, and thank you so much for listening to it, please do pass it on. Thank you so much for listening.